Hey, welcome back to Truth Unbound. I'm your host, Walter Swain. Now, today we're going to shoot right into this issue directly. Um, in the last couple of years, you may have seen a crowdfunded TV series like this. Matthew. Matthew, son of Alpheus. Yes. Follow me. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> now, if you're a Christian, you have probably seen or at least heard of this. It's called The Chosen, and it has taken Christianity, TV, and the world in several languages by storm, wildly successful. And although some have had caution about it from almost the very beginning, by and large, audiences have loved it, many claiming it has brought them closer to Jesus or to reading their Bibles, and especially the Gospels like never before. But as you will see, there's, there's something that happened and Dallas Jenkins, the creator of the show, whom I highly respect, by the way, he, he really hasn't helped his cause that much. And we're going to tell you why. Now, I have largely stayed away from this on a public level, from jumping on the bandwagon against The Chosen, because many of the concerns I saw I really didn't agree with against the show, because it just seemed like many were doing it just to bandwagon it, to, to get more views on their show. But, but then something else happened and it was so clear that I finally had to make a break from endorsing and watching The Chosen. And as Jenkins has continued to actually go deeper into the hole on this problem, which he's really created himself, and we're going to reveal what that is in just a moment, it hit me that there's something in his mindset in view of the scriptures as a professed Christian that he's totally missing. It's, he's just not getting it. And we're going to get into that right away. Now, this is what Truth Unbound exists for, one of the things, at least, the, to take the issues and the dilemmas in our, our world, our culture, and see what God says in his word directly to it by command or by principle, and how he instructs us to respond to it. Well, let's dive into this right now. Okay, so to know and grow in Christ and his word even more and to get others involved in this as well and to know about Truth Unbound and its podcast, would you click on like and click on subscribe or to follow the podcast and then share this with everyone you can today? Now, what is the main problem? What is the one thing I am saying that it seems that Jenkins is just not quite getting or hasn't been taught in as a follower of Jesus? Now, let me tell you a little bit about my story. Now, as season one rolled out, I was, uh, I was anticipating it greatly. I'd heard the hype, and I was ready to do it. And I, I, frankly, I loved the first season. Uh, uh, season two rolled around, and even though it stretched things a little more dramatically than I would kind of want or feel comfortable with, I still really thought it, it was good. And I even put in a small donation so others could see it as well. 
Um, but I hadn't quite promoted it to my local church, the one that I pastor or taught or even used illustrations from it uh, as. I, I didn't mention it, I don't think at all, if not just very, very little, and no one really seemed to run to it anyway, uh, if I did. But anyway, I in the first and second season, I, I was there. I, I liked it. But just as season three rolled around, um, and just as it gets started, Dallas Jenkins is revealed to have made a statement to the Mormon host of a Mormon podcast. Okay, so so you don't think I'm I'm lying here. Here is a clip for you to see yourself on this Mormon sponsored podcast. The stories of Jesus we do agree on, and we we love the same Jesus. Um, that's not something that you often hear. Sometimes it's like, oh. You, uh, they That's believe a, in a different yeah, Jesus than we do. Statement. Yeah, no, it's the same. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll sink or swim on that statement, and I, and it's controversial, and I, um, I don't mind getting criticized at all for the show, and I don't mind being called a blasphemer. I don't like it when my friends are, and um, I've made it very clear that um, if I go down, if I go down, I'm going down swinging, protecting my friends and my my brothers and sisters, and so. I don't deny we have a lot of theological differences, but we, we love the same Jesus. But I do think that uh, it's been a beautiful thing to see that we can agree on the stories of Christ. And I think that's what's been so beautiful about seeing the show grow like it has. Is you've got Catholics and Jews and Mormons, or again, I'm sorry if I use the wrong term, and evangelicals. We're all loving the same show. And this show is about Jesus and it's an accurate portrayal of Jesus, I believe. So maybe, just maybe, we love the same Jesus. I know that may be controversial, but it, I think yeah. it's true. Okay, so now do you see what I mean? Now, this has been talked about for months. This isn't brand, brand new, and we're going to get to what brand new thing happened here in just a little bit. But you can see why that makes you very uncomfortable if you're read at all into the scriptures as to who Jesus is and how Mormons see him. And what he said sent everything into a tailspin and created this huge storm on social media and controversies for both Christians and, I, from what I understand, for some Mormons, too, from their side of the issue. It has been really divisive, though, among many followers of Jesus. So Jenkins is feeling the pressure, and he finally goes to social media himself and clarifies his statement, or at least thinks he is. And here's a portion of the video that he did to clarify his position. So um, I have, let's just start with the, the, the central question. Is it true that I said, um, which is what you've seen in some headlines or seen in some, some, uh, some titles of videos, Dallas Jenkins says, quote, and then it'll say Mormons or LDS, whatever term that they wanna use, Mormons and evangelicals love the same Jesus, or LDS are Christians. Is it true that I said that? And the answer is no, um, I did not. Now, uh, no, you did. We just saw it. And it, it wasn't taken out of context. You said what you said. Now, for you, we're going to give you the links to these clips that we use in this to give you so you can see the full context for yourself. But we didn't take it out of context. Well, then he digs his hole even deeper. Watch this. Listen to this. And I think this is, I think it's fair to say that this is one where um, I don't take back what I said, but I could have given it um, a little bit more clarity. Um, I think it's also true that it would be a problem 
if I actually said those words definitively. If I actually made the statement, um, evangelicals and LDS love the same Jesus, or LDS are Christians, that would be a problem, and here's why. Not because there aren't LDS folks who are Christians, and not because there aren't LDS and evangelicals who love the same Jesus, but because it would be wrong of me to ever say that any one group believes any one thing altogether. Um, that is just a level of arrogance that I don't have. No, Dallas, no. It is an arrogance. It is discerning what is biblical and what is not, and drawing a line where the heresy arises. Listen to what John said in 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. So to get this clear, Mormons and Christians do not love the same Jesus. The Mormon Jesus is a created being, not the creator himself. And their way of salvation is not by grace alone, by faith alone. It is based on doing good works and believing in false doctrines. It's as simple and clear as that. But, but, this is still not the one thing I'm saying actually explains what is missing in his approach and response to Mormon involvement in the chosen and why so many Christians are alarmed about it. He's not getting it. And we're going to get to it right away. But first, okay, you might be saying, okay, so it must be the creative gap fillers that they put into so many of the episodes. No, they stretch things a little more than I think we should probably be comfortable with, but there's liberty there. And they state ahead of time that their production here in The, Cho the Chosen is not a word-for-word -word production. Oh, so you're thinking, well, it must be the, the last thing where in the chosen that came up lately, where the chosen Jesus says he is the law, and supposedly that comes from the Mormon Bible. That's it, right? No, it's not. It's, it's actually not word for word, either from the Bible or the Book of Mormon directly. So, no. Oh, it must be then that Jenkins has used Mormon staff in the production team or Mormon money from VidAngel, which was established by Mormons, or to be the distributor for this, or that he uses their movie sets, Mormon movie sets, even though he has countless other locations and staff he could use in the world. That is a heavy contributing reason, and it is true, it's factual. We'll give you the uh, links to those articles, but it's not the final nail in the coffin, at least for me. Well, then, okay. What is it, Walt? It was also revealed, just before I get to that, it was revealed that Dallas Jenkins just signed on proudly and glowingly endorsing and promoting his involvement in this with the making of a full-length feature film of the previous short film called The Shift. It's a Mormon film. And the writer and director, Brock Heasley, is a Mormon. So take a look at this. Hey there, I'm Dallas Jenkins. I'm the creator of The Chosen, and I wanted to share with you a little bit of why I have actually signed on to be one of the executive producers of The Shift. I remember when I first saw the short film 
the shift, it was probably a couple of years ago. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't know who this person is who made this. And I had heard that they did it for no money, uh, but I'm really impressed. And I believe that this guy has a future and I wanted to see more. I wanted to see where the shift turned out. I wanted to see how it could be expanded upon. I wanted to see what Brock could do with an actual budget. So the shift now has a relatively small budget. They're really keeping the budget low. Um, but this is a project that he is involved in as an executive producer. And for those of you worried that he's like, oh my gosh, does that mean he's not on The Chosen? No, <laughs> no, no. We would never pull him away from no, that. No, his involvement as an executive producer is nowhere near on the level of what he does with The Chosen. Um, but he is doing that here with us, with The Shift. And he's going to talk more about that, about what his role exactly is. Um, but we're very excited to have him involved with the project. We see it as a huge stamp of approval. And for those of you that... Oh, okay. So that's the thing that he's not getting, right? Um, that, that Jenkins is not understanding why is, and why he's in so much trouble over this with many in the Christian community. Well, not entirely. It leads into, it's a segue into the realization of something that he was either not discipled in, or he wasn't taught in the instructions of scripture to about, or, uh, or, or taught uh, from the pulpit or personally in any way in his discipleship as a believer to as to how to do or deal with those who present a false gospel and a false Jesus. Okay, Walt. So what is it? What's the thing that he's not getting? Well, we find it in an obscure patch passage uh, in the New Testament. And I know no passages in the Bible are really obscure, but nevertheless, just play along with me. Okay. In second John verses seven through 11, this is what is not often read or taught, but we're going to look at it right now. And it is the one thing, big thing, that he is missing by his involvement and endorsement of Mormon productions and doctrine. For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house nor greet him, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Now, let me repeat that latter part, okay? He says, John instructs us under inspiration of God, the Holy Spirit. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Now, did you see that? It, it just, it can't be any clearer. And Dallas Jenkins cannot plead ignorance with this. The Apostle John, again, under the inspiration of God, the Holy Spirit, which Jenkins professes to believe in, has instructed believers to not associate with or provide materially for anyone who does not believe in and preach the apostolic doctrine of Christ or his simple, pure gospel message. On the contrary, 
Jenkins continues to affiliate with Mormons instead of being obedient to Scripture. Now, 2 John isn't teaching us to totally isolate ourselves from anyone who professes to believe in false teaching or anyone we have no choice in but to, like at a place of employment or something to be alongside of. In fact, to the contrary, we're to build a bridge between Jesus and others through ourselves so that they may hear and follow, follow the true Jesus and repent and turn to the message of the true gospel. But what 2 John is warning us about, uh, in, in especially from the context in which it was in, is to invite someone in, in other words, that is teaching and promoting this false Jesus and gospel that we are not to give provision for and endorsement of and hospitality to, because when we do, we're saying that we agree with and promote their false teaching. It confuses the other believers, and it takes you as a believer dangerously down a slope that is just greased to the max for you to slide down into false doctrine and false teaching with. And so John is saying, don't, don't allow them to get close, don't endorse them, don't provide for them in this way, but reject them in that sense. Now, from day to day, you may be in a place of, like I said earlier, of employment where you have no choice, but you're there and you know them or in the neighborhood, maybe they're your neighbor, and to know them and to say hi and to have discussions to, the, to this matter, but to endorse them, to bring them in, to provide for them, to get deeply close with them in fellowship uh, is something that we're forbidden by God to do uh, so that we're protected in our, in our faith and our doctrine in Christ and so that other believers are also not misled. But as we can see with Dallas Jenkins jumping in into a brand new production, uh, this is not just a one-off, but he's jumping in with a new Mormon production that he just hasn't been taught this or he doesn't appear to be well discipled in the truths of Scripture about defending your faith. Otherwise, he would have to renounce his deep fellowship and provision and investment from the Mormons and take his own course for the chosen. And God would provide if it's truly of him. But he's in too deep. He's emotionally linked with the Mormon believers. He calls them brothers and sisters. And he is financially beholden to them completely. And so that if he were to pull away from that now, that would mean he'd have to pay a very high cost personally and financially and legally. That's why God gives us these verses in John and Galatians and other passages to warn us not to be involved at a deep level from the very beginning with those who willingly embrace and promote a false gospel and false Jesus. We are to stay away from it in the first place and we won't be in that mess. In fact, John says if a believer does this, does endorse and care for and provide for and give hospitality to those who, who preach a false doctrine, then we are in danger of losing our full reward in Christ. Not our salvation, not losing our salvation, but the rewards that he wants to give us for serving him faithfully in this life. I can remember when I was home one summer while I was attending my, between my first and second years in Bible college, and one of the classes I took was a class on cults and religions. 
And I worked at this grocery store and the manager said, hey, when you come back from school during the summer or any break, your job is wide open here. So I went back uh, to work when I got into town. And one of the guys that I really got to know pretty well, uh, just there as a, on a working basis and a work friend, if you will, um, asked me how things were going and what I was studying. And one of the things I said I was studying was the cults class. And he said, oh, really? What are some of the cults? And I said, well, Mormonism and Jehovah Witness. He said, oh, I'm a Jehovah Witness. I think we, we could, let's, let's have a talk. And so I agreed to it, and we met in a neutral location. It was the park, in fact, in front of the grocery store. And he brought an elder from his church. He didn't tell me he was bringing, but we had the discussion. Actually, I ended up stumping his elder with a certain scripture. And, uh, and then we got up, and I went ahead and left because I, needed, I did have another thing to go to right after that. And so we saw each other again at the store, but eventually lost contact. And, and it, was, it, was, it was a moment for me to share the gospel of Christ with them without compromise. And so in a case like that, there's no prohibition in the Word of God to engage in discussions this way with the idea to gently and lovingly bring the truth of God to another person who is following a false gospel and so that they might repent and come to Christ. We're actually supposed to do those kind of things. Well, I hope that this has helped to maybe help you see something you haven't seen before when it comes to issues like this and in dealing with those who are who are following false gospels and false Jesuses. This is an important issue because this is influencing tens of thousands of people worldwide. And the Mormon church is, is piggybacking on the chosen to bring many a false gospel through the back door in people's minds and hearts. And Dallas Jenkins has no problem with it. In fact, he's doubling down on it. And so I and many other believers gave him, have given him many chances to turn that around, and he just doesn't seem to respond to it. So I myself and my family, uh, we're breaking from watching or promoting The Chosen so as to not partner with it indirectly and influencing many to maybe even look at the false Mormon teachings in church by associating with The Chosen. Uh, you have to make up your own mind and you have to decide what you have to do. Just make sure that it's according to God's word, that it honors him and glorifies him and helps it to influence others in the right direction. Well, again, I hope this has helped. Hey, don't forget to click on like and to follow and to subscribe to the podcast and then share the link to this podcast with everyone you can. All right. Remember to follow Jesus, because when you do, you'll always follow the real truth. All right. We'll see you soon. Thank you.